Welcome to the Truth Uprooted podcast, where we discuss and solve real-life issues faced by Christians by applying the raw and undiluted truth of God. As we say, it's a real talk for a straight walk. I'm your host, Vivian Brown, and with me is our podcast pastor, Reverend Antonio Mitchell. Truth uprooted, nothing off the table, every topic included. Give it to you raw, unfiltered, and diluted. Here to give the voice to the silent, muted. Taking the uncomfortable and breaking it down. Using God's word, that's for sticking around. Welcome, welcome again to another episode of the Truth Uprooted podcast. We're on episode two, and we're still going to be talking about the whole matter of sin and how, as Christians, we can overcome sin. Reverend Antonio, I'm so happy to see you again. Happy to see you too, Vivian. Yes, yes, yes. So I just want to delve right into it. This is a hot topic. So the very first thing I want to um, put to you is, is that we are, yes, sinful by nature. Mm. Yes? But does that mean that none of us are righteous? All right. So that's a very, very important question. And I think that's something that we need to take a little time and explain. Yes. All right, so in and of ourselves, we are sinful by nature. However, what happened on the cross, there was a divine transaction that took place. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. So Christ, who did has never sinned, became every sin that you can possibly think about. Think about that. Okay. Hold a second. <laughs> All right, that's that's 2 Corinthians 5.21. He who knew no sin, pause, was made sin for us. So he was never an adulterer, but he became adultery. He was never ever a fornicator, but he was fornication, on the cross that is. He was never ever ever a liar, but he became a lie. He took on, he took on all yes. of our sins. Yes. And for that very reason, I, I want to paint this that mm-hmm. our viewers understand. That's usually why when he was on the cross, he was able to say for the very, very first time, Father, why have you forsaken me? Yes. Because the 14 billion plus babies who are not yet born, sin was on him, all of our sins. Now, another interesting verse says, he became poor that we may become rich. Now, this is the word that I want to highlight. Paul says that Christ imputed righteousness to our account. So we were not righteous, Mm -hmm. but he paid, it's a banking term, he paid righteousness our account. So for example, I didn't have any money in my bank account and you called me and said, this is what way grace come in. God's resources at Christ's expense. Mm-hmm. And you said, um, Reverend Mitchell, I just want to send you $50,000. I never have 50000 But you now send that money to my account. I am $50,000 richer mm-hmm. because of what you did for me. Now, we are the righteousness of Christ. That's Anthony Christian. So all of what Christ did for us, yes. of ourselves, we were not righteous. Mm-hmm. 
But we can lift our hand and so we are the righteousness of Christ. We can do all things through Christ. Hmm? Yes. And that's why it is not by any word that we should boast, but by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. I agree totally. So another question that popped up is, um, is a Christian's constant battle against the sinful nature a form of cross-bearing and suffering? All right. Um, sin, sin causes cur um, curse, suffering, pain. Yes. All right. Um, it's a part of life. It's a part of the curse. Um, we have to work hard to earn one bit, but it's sort of a grace that we bring. Um, all that kind of thing. The cross, however, is, of course, a denying of self, dying to self. Um, if any man will come after me, let him what? Take up his cross daily. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. So Can't you about that word? Very good. So it's a, it's a, it's a daily orientation. Yes in terms of killing the flesh as the carnal um, aspect of all of us. Because yes. if we don't kill it, it will do something to us. Yes. It will kill us. Definitely. All right? <laughs> um, we have to die daily. Mm? Mm -hmm. All right? And, and this is how the Christian life now becomes very, very important. I said it, I think I said it in the first podcast, that we have to learn to become spiritual and the spiritual becomes easy. It becomes normal. Yes. Normal. All right. Normal in that, all right, I'm depending on God. Walk in the spirit that you will not give occasion or desire to the flesh. Yes. All right. Very, very important. And I like mm -hmm. what Paul puts it. He never said run. He said walk. walk. Notice how you walk. <laughs> you walk, each leg depends on the other. Yeah. All right. And when we say walk in the spirit, we are depending, we are relying on. God, we have to be scriptural. Yes. Read the word. Spend time with God. Go in fasting and prayer. And it, it, it will become easy because it's not you living it, but Christ living it through you. Yes, yes. And we, as I said, we must do this daily. Yeah. So let's not forget that, viewers, and those who are listening, we must do this daily. Now, is the church, I know that you've been pastoring for many, many, many years mm. as a you young man. You so old. You started very early, okay? Yeah. Um, so, but, but is the church doing enough in terms of teaching, in terms of stewarding, in terms of guiding their membership? Do you think that um, your organization, perhaps other organizations, church organizations, are you doing enough? I want to believe the church is doing enough. Why would you say that? Uh, the church has Sunday school. Mm -hmm. The church has Bible study. The church has ministries. All right. Um, and of course, there's the pulpiteering. There's preaching from the pulpit as it relates to live, living and leading the Christian life. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe the church is doing a lot. I want to believe, though, that in discipline in the body of Christ mm -hmm. is something that I have seen over the years. So you have Bible studies, you have all these Sunday school and um, things to help believers. But because of how pervasive sin is and how alluring sin is, 
Um, and because people are not, believers are not, uh, in Christianity are not as disciplined as they should, you find that the, this lack of commitment is a real issue for growth and development and spirituality. And, and I ask that question um, primarily because I see where a number, I'm not going to say a lot of Christians, but I'm going to say a number of Christians who, yes, they are living a particular lifestyle, mm. but it's almost as if they are comfortable doing that now. So I'm, I'm going to say that sin does that to you. If you're doing it over and over again, it is just settling, it is okay. You do it, you brush it up, whatever it is, the lying, the stealing, the gossiping, you know? But then how do we now move that person? We, we can identify the person, one, but how do we now discipline that person as a church? How, you know, because sometimes it is not done as how it should be done, as intended in the word of God with love and all of that but how do you so you know this person is living a particular life they are doing x and y how do you know kind of reigning that person okay so so, so you're actually saying that it is known it is known okay good because a pastor leadership of the church um is not responsible for somebody's christian working every single believer is has a personal responsibility Vivian to live and lead their Christian life. So that, that's, let us get that out of the way. So pastor does not go with a flashlight looking to see um, <laughs> what so, sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so is doing. And, and of course, we, we did um, underscore that iniquities in the heart. Yeah. Um, people already know the law, uh, the standard. Wholeness is God's standard of living. It is preached, it is taught. All right, however, the different dynamic now is when we know about mm -hmm. um, sinful practices in the church, it should be addressed. It should be addressed. And it should be addressed at different levels. All right? Jesus gave an illustration. He said, if your brother have heart against you, forget about the worship right now. <laughs> Yes. Don't don't bother with any worshiping right now because you we you can't worship if you don't have wholesome relationships. Hmm? Mm -hmm. So Jesus said, if your brother has heart against you, leave the gift at the altar. Go find your brother who has heart against you. Not you look at look at Jesus now. Jesus is pushing the envelope. Not you have heart against your brother, but your brother have heart against you. Which means that it starts with me. All right, we'll find them, yeah. work it out, and then you can come and present your gift, worship. That's one instance. That's with two or three witnesses. All right? So, person who sin should not be made public. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, still got time. So, we have it in different stages. Yes. So, go find your brother first. That's work it out between you and them. If your brother's heart is hardened against you, know, bring it before two or three witnesses, maybe a pastor or deacons or officers in your church. Ashes, if it cannot be worked out there, so you need to understand now the attitude of the sinner right. in each of these scenarios.
So if you and I are having something and we can work it out, fine. We don't need anybody to have it resolved, resolved there. right there. Okay. Now, if it cannot be resolved there, the scripture said, Jesus said, get two or three witnesses. If it cannot be resolved, they take it to the church. Oh my. Paul says, now, if it cannot be resolved in the community of faith, mm-hmm. Paul said, you know what you do with that member? Give them over to Satan. <laughs> That's the Bible. Because we need to understand the, the levels. Mm-hmm. No believer, you talk about how it affects the church? Yes. That's a part of the question. No believer, all right, should do what they feel like they want to do in the community of faith. It affects you. Yeah. It affects the congregation, the reputation, because what? It's a community of faith. We have commonality. Yes. It's a unit. When you sin, it affects the entire church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we have to be careful how we deal with sin in church. And then that will lead me to thinking that the person who is committing these acts habitually, then it is so selfish then because it is not only affecting them, no. it's, it's affecting the entire body. It's affecting the family, it's affecting the church. Yes. It's affecting the, the witness of the church. Mm-hmm. It defeats the Christian witness. You are standing in the way of sinners, sitting in the seat of the scornful. And what that, does that mean? It means that people who would want to come, when they look at sister so-and-so, or whether so-and-so's life, they say, no, I can't come to that church. Exactly. Because that brother or sister is not leading a, a Christian life. Every man needs to make a decision for himself, though. Mm-hmm. All right? At the end of the day, everybody has to make their own decision. Notwithstanding, we need to live a life, be salt and light, that will glorify the Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Very important. Amen. All right, and then the major question here now is, what are some tips that you can give us to help us on, on our walk, on our journey, to overcome sin that is just all around us? What are some of the recommendations? Sin will always be an issue. Yes. Until... Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. Let us understand that. Let us understand that. All right. Even Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, said, Well, when I want to do good, evil presents itself. Because the presence of sin is still there. However, we have the power to choose whether we want to sin or not. All right. Now, walk in the spirit that you will not fulfill the rest of the flesh. Galatians 5 allows to don't understand that. It means that we need to depend on God, spend time with God. We need to be scriptural, spend time in the Word. We are cleansed by the Word. Yes. How can a young man cleanse his ways? But by taking heed to the Word of God, applying it. Yes. You can have salt on the counter, and if you don't use it, it becomes useless. So we don't just need to nod a sermon, amen to a good um, nugget, you know, write it down or post it on social media, on your WhatsApp page or your Twitter. 
that makes no sense if you are not living that thing. All right? So we need to apply the word. All right? All right. Recognize sin. For my viewers, we need to recognize sin. Recognize it. Yes. And run from it. Recognize sin. Yes. And run. Run from it. Lovely. Don't play with sin. Mm -hmm. Sin will take you further than where you want to go. Oh, wow. A lot of times I think that we are in control. Yeah. The scripture says if you play with fire, can a man play with fire and not get burned? Mm -hmm. I think I'll leave what I are out of it. I'm trying to remember. It is recognize, resist, run. Oh, okay. So when you recognize the sin, yes. resist it and run from it. Yes. Of yourself, you cannot make it over sin, overcome sin. Run from it. Yes. So far, use word like flee. Yes. Youthful loss. Mm -hmm. Don't don't play with it and say, boy, I think I, I can do this thing. Mm -hmm. Run from it. Recognize, first of all, that it is against God's will. Yes. Resist it. Be deliberate about it. And then there needs to be an urgency. Run from it. Don't walk. So there are certain conversations, you know, as, as, as it comes up, red lights. Yes. There are certain things as it comes, red lights. And then the scripture says, um, submit yourselves to God. Get under his lordship. Resist the devil. Yes. And he will flee from you. Sounds easy, don't it? Wow. When we resist, <laughs> the devil flees. Even if he does for a while to come back, he flees. Yes. When we resist, when we constrain, when we mm. we rebuke him, when yes. we say, listen, listen to me, I'm a child of God and I'm not going to do such thing. Yes. And run. Don't test the waters. Exactly. If you have epilepsy, <laughs> fit, yes. don't go at the edge of a, of, a, of a brook or a river. Don't climb a tree. You have epilepsy. Don't play with it. So again, I want to submit, recognize, yes. resist. Run. Amen. I love that. And we're going to end on that note. Recognize, resist, and run. Mm. Remember, can't do it on your own. No. But if you walk with God yes. every day, yes. then you're in a good position. Thank you so much again, Rev. I mean, we could not do this without you. So we thank you for My your pleasure. time. Honor, pleasure. Thank you for your time. Bless you. To our viewers and persons who are listening in as well, I want to thank you for taking the time out to listen to the Truth Uprooted podcast. Remember, join us next week, same time. Episode three, we're going to be looking at acts of self-gratification. Yes, it happens in the body of Christ. So we're going to be looking at that. Episode three. Thank you for tuning in to the Truth Uprooted podcast. Join us again next week for another thought-provoking conversation. As we say, we'll talk for a straight walk. You are now tuned into Truth Uprooted. Real talk for a straight walk.